Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. Is this allowed? Is this the right thing for me to say or do as a parent? On today's show, we are going to talk about four things that are absolutely allowed and the right thing for you to do as a parent. Hey, I am Kelly. If you have just landed here, I am so happy to have you. I am a long-time parent coach, pediatric, occupational therapist, mom of three teenagers, Catholic mindset coach, and I have been helping parents and families for over 20 years. So when I tell parents I have seen everything, I promise you, I have. And so I'm going to help you today by talking about ways that um, you absolutely are doing the right thing with your children in parenting them. Um, I'm going to start with two disclaimers. The first one is that I operate from um, a foundation of my faith and um, kind of a baseline of purposeful parenting. It's how I operate everything in my life. But it's from that truth that we are created, every human is created by God um, purposefully. So you were made by God on, on purpose. Your unique personality, quirks, natural tendencies, how high you are, how wide you are, and the same for your child. So again, God made each each person with a lot of intention. And so all of the things that a lot of parents come to me and say, oh my goodness, this about my child, can we fix it? That's actually how God created them to be. So I'm very purposeful in helping parents to work within those constructs of this is how God made them. Um, We also know that God made each person for a particular purpose, right? So God created us on purpose for a purpose. But the part of this that trips us up is that as parents, we want it to be for our purpose, but we're made for God's purpose for us. And so again, this is where we kind of have to go back and think, okay, well, um, it would be so much easier if we were just running from my purpose. And I, you know, struggle with this all the time. Not my way, God, your way, your purpose for my kids, not what I want it to be. So no, everything that I do is operating from this truth. God's purpose on purpose. Okay. The second disclaimer that I want to say that I operate always from is I am playing a long game. So 
I operate differently than a lot of um, professionals who would give you quick tips, the quick fix. I am operating from, again, that God-designed development of a human from birth to um, adulthood. And so it is a 20-year journey, and I'm always operating from the perspective of what I'm doing with a child at two years old is not going to be detrimental to how they function as a 20-year-old. So I am often not advocating for instant obedience. I do not often want to put in place something that is easiest in the moment if it's going to deter, again, from developing that um, that child into a responsible adult who is on purpose, on 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 the path for God's purpose for them. Okay. So a lot of parents, I've had parents say, yeah, you're asking me to do something too hard, Kelly. I want, I want the quick fix and I want to, you know, deal with this in the moment. And I don't want to do the hard thing you're asking me to do. Totally fair. Um, But come see me in 10 years and tell me how that's working out for you, because I promise you it will not be. So those are my two disclaimers. Okay, let's get into it. Um, First thing in what's allowable and the right thing to do in parenting is redefine your definition of success. And the reason that I'm very intentional about saying that I'm, I'm in with the purposeful parenting and not successful parenting is because that success is so elusive. It changes all the time. And this can be tricky for parents to wrap their heads around. But when you get it, um, you're able to really have more satisfaction of knowing that um, you're parenting well. So. Um, I had, you know, your definition of success for parenting can change minute by minute when you have multiple kids at multiple ages. And that is absolutely allowable. That is absolutely the right thing. That is absolutely okay. So don't talk yourself out of it. Here's an example. You have one child who is at a sporting event. So you were on the sidelines. It is the fourth quarter. There are seven minutes left until the end of the game. And you have your three other kids with you. One who is starving, so hungry. The other one who has this body that has so much energy and really needs a movement break outside because he really might just fidget off the, you know, just become so jittery and, um, but he just might go right off the bleacher here in a second. He has so much energy that's just waiting to get out. And then you have another child who needs to be home doing their math problems. So success for you is going to look like, okay, seven minutes. Can we last seven minutes without my first child starting to chew on the second child's arm because they're so hungry? And without the second child, um, getting off the bleacher 
with all of their energy and without the third child starting to become so anxious and worried and how am I going to get my math problems done and becoming so kind of agitated. So success can look like, whew, we made it through those seven minutes. Everybody's intact. Nobody's had a meltdown. We've made it to the car. Everybody's okay. In fact, there's actually laughter and some happiness going on in the back seat as we're going home. That is success. That is huge success. And parents, high five. Like I so want parents to be able to understand and redefine success and then celebrate it because I want you to know you're doing well. Keep going. It just looks different than maybe what your old version of success looked like. So I had a mom who um, kept saying to me, you know, the bottom line, the bottom line is this. What is the bottom line at the end of the day? The bottom line, did I do okay? And so finally, I had to say to her, there's no bottom line. This was a mom who had an incredibly successful career, and she worked in finance. She was all about a definitive, measurable, finite um, amount. And so every day, she was seeking to know in, a, you know, again, just a very definite way, measurable, um, quantifiable, did I do okay today as a mom? And I couldn't give that to her and she was struggling. And so we had to redefine what success looked like for her. And we had to um, just frame it in a new way. And then she could get it. And she was very, um, you know, she felt so much better. Um, one of the things I'm always helping my parents do is get relief. Like, I want to give you comfort that so much of what you're doing, you're doing well, you are doing it right, but it doesn't register the same as other things in life. And you might not know it at the end of that day. So with this mom, we were talking about that success. And this speaks to God also, because often the times that and the things that give us comfort, give us satisfaction, give us the sense of reward in what we're doing, those things are intangible. Those things are invisible. And so um, you have to know that and know that you can still register that. So again, with the mom who made it out of the um, gymnasium with her four kids that nobody was melting down and there was laughter and connection and a good vibe, that invisible good vibe, that's success. But it is not measured in a way that the world, you know, would really recognize. And so it's understanding that when we are operating from God's, um, you know, from his framework, from how he created us to be, that it is so different than what the world will tell us. But with this mom, again, she very quickly was like, okay, my bottom line for the gymnasium example, nobody chewed on their arm. I mean, we made it, it was all good. So that was success. So sometimes parents just need a little bit 
of help redefining what success is. And then they know, okay, I'm on the right path. I'm doing it well. Okay, the second thing um, for you to know what is the right thing to do in your parenting and what is allowable is for your child to experience upset, discomfort, awkwardness. Oh my goodness. I have so many parents who will say to me, well, um, I really, I don't, I don't want to put this in place because I really don't want to upset her or, okay, I don't want to do what you're suggesting at school because that might be awkward or, um, yeah, I really like, that's going to be uncomfortable, uncomfortable, uncomfortable for me to say to my child and uncomfortable more so for my child to have to deal with. Okay. That thinking of wanting to protect your child from anything that is uncomfortable, awkward, upsetting, that will never lead to a good, healthy outlook and functioning in the real world. Because I don't know one single human who does not experience upset, awkwardness, discomfort, annoyance, like that is just a part of the human experience. And it's going to be different when we get to heaven. But as for right now, you um, you have to be parenting in a way that actually gives your child exposure to those things. And so, yes, your child is going to be uncomfortable. Yes, your child is going to have moments of awkwardness. Hello, middle school. I can't think of a more awkward time for every single person who's gone through middle school, but we're not, you can't not go through it. So it's just, again, helping our kids get skills to set them up, to empower them. I am all about empowering kids to be able to be equipped and empowered to make it through that awkwardness and uncomfortableness of middle school in a way that, um, you know, they're going to make it. And I'm also about, about equipping and empowering parents to know that what's right is to allow these, you know, experiences that aren't so fun, but that's okay. And I can help parents give them the skills to, again, guide their kids to um, get through these moments of awkwardness and uncomfortable. And we all have them. Okay. Third thing, super, super important is it is, you are allowed as a parent and it is absolutely the right thing to do to hold boundaries and to discipline your kids. And in today's society, in today's culture, this is, um, it's difficult because the message that we, we get is that it's all about pleasure. It's all about happiness. It's all about instant indulgence. It's all about if, if it's something that's going to be hard or uncomfortable or something I really don't want to do, well, I shouldn't really have to. And if that's involved in whatever this thing is, then I'm probably doing it wrong because we're all about pleasure. And no, again, um, that was not ever God's plan for us. We know 
that we will have suffering. We will have hardship. We are called to work um, in the time that we are given here on this earth. And so that is where we have to operate from with our children. And um, so gentle parenting, peaceful parenting are, you know, big buzzwords in parenting today. And I absolutely advocate to be as gentle and peaceful as possible. And I have a phrase that I work with that comes from horsemanship. So when um, a person is training a horse, um, the phrase, as soft as you can, as firm as you need in regard to get the desired behavior from your horse, it is the same thing with kids. We want to be as soft as possible to get the desired behavior, to help them, you know, in whatever they need to do. But we are not going to tolerate them not growing and developing um, in a healthy way. And so sometimes we have to be firm to get them to that point. Okay. And again, I am all about carrots and consequences. I'm constantly, I start with and want to operate from positive reinforcement, positive ways to motivate kids to step out into the next step for them, the next growth thing for them in a positive way, because that is how God created us to be in that positive way. But sometimes that doesn't work. And so parents, for you to know that there shouldn't be one blanket way that you kind of hold your kids accountable or, um, you know, have for discipline for your kids. Because again, we're each made differently. So what worked for one child probably isn't going to work for the other one. And what worked, a timeout that works for a two-year-old, the timeout isn't going to work for a 10-year-old. So just know that you are parenting correctly, and it's absolutely allowable for you to do something specific for this specific child. And in fact, I encourage it because it often leads to what is the most effective, efficient way to curb this undesirable behavior or to get the behavior that that you need to happen. So feel allowed, feel permission, feel freedom to do different things with different kids. Um, And again, same kid is going to look different at their different ages, what works. So just know that. The other thing I want you to know is that um, gentle parenting does not look like pushover parenting, that you're just a pushover and you give in to everything. Peaceful parenting does not mean pleasant only parenting. I will have parents who are like, yeah, that's that's kind of hard. I think I'm going to outsource that. I really don't like this part of parenting. I don't want to do it. I want somebody else to do it. Peaceful and gentle parenting does not look like put off parenting. And I have parents who want to do this too. Well, you know what? I really like, I don't want to have to do that. That sounds kind of mean and kind of harsh. And I'll just deal, deal with that five years later. Like when she's 10, we can talk about it because she is so darling at three 
and five. And I just, when she gets those big tears, those big blue eyes, I just, I can't put that in place. And again, I'm a mom. I have been there. I promise you, I work all week long with the absolute cutest, sweetest, best eyes. I mean, we don't want to have to discipline our kids. But again, God calls us to it. And remember that it is a privilege. Like it is an honor to be gifted these children to raise correctly, to help them get on purpose for whatever God has for them. And so um, it's not fun as a parent to have to put in place some of these things, but that's just how it works. Um, So you were normal. If you're like, oh, this is hard. I feel bad. Look at those tears. You're normal. You're doing a great job. Keep going. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple quick examples. I had a parent recently who was having her son write some sentences because he did not hear, you know, if you do this, this is going to happen. So he made a poor choice. And then when she put the punishment in place or the consequence or the end result or the outcome, I can call it whatever, whatever it needs to be called. Because again, I can work from any framework specific to any different family. Um, so the little boy who I think was eight or 10 said, I, I don't want to do this um, consequence. Well, understandable, again, normal human, but they have to. Like this is, again, we're holding this boundary because this is teaching them, I want you to make a different choice next time. I hope you make a better choice next time about being mean to your sister or being disrespectful or whatever. So we have to hold it. And even if they tell you, I don't want to, totally valid. You can hear it. You can say, I hear you. You know what? I really don't want to put it in place. I really don't want to have to enforce this. I don't like to think about these things that I can have you do if you don't make a smart choice. So Again, we're just honestly saying, but this is the choice that you've made and we're going to follow through with what we said because we want our kids to know that they can trust us as parents. We are going to do what we said we would do. And we also want our kids to know that actions, we're accountable for our actions. And so, you know, we need to help our kids understand this at eight and 10 So that when they're driving at 17 and back into a parked car and they have to be accountable for that action. And that means going in and saying, oh gosh, I have to find the person whose car I just hit and they have to own it. And it starts young to get this skill. Again, we're building the skill of, okay, I did this. I didn't make the smartest choice and this is what's going to happen. Completely okay. This was great parenting to enforce the punishment that this child does not want. Again, we're enforcing it. And also, I don't don't give your kids choices in regard to their punishment. I will have parents say, "Well, Kelly, I know you. Like you're all about choices, and I am. But I'm never about a choice in accountability action or a punishment. That is something a child does not get to pick." Because they're going to pick something that is not going to 
help them remember next time to make a different choice. So don't give them a choice on their punishment. You decide that. Or if they think it's really harsh, sometimes I'll say, you know what? You can call a family meeting. I'm happy to discuss it. We aren't going to discuss it right now today because we're going to um, follow through on what, you know, what the action was for this. But I'm open next time. You can tell me if this is harsh, if this is so mean, if this is so terrible to write 20 times, I won't hit my sister. Let's hear it. Do you have another option that you think would be, you know, not something you want to do that would help motivate you not to hit your sister? So I'm workable. I give lots of grace. Again, I have invited God into all of it to help me know how to parent well. And all of you need to, too. Like that's that's where the good stuff happens is allowing that grace and God to speak to you and say, okay, do this. This is what's going to work. This is right for this mm-hmm. instance. Another thing, um, I have a mom that I worked with recently. Her three-year-old daughter was often putting her finger right by the mom's eye. And she said, you know, is it okay? I don't know how to get that to go away. Okay. It is okay, parents, for you to physically remove your child's finger. Like it is not abusive. If you physically do something to your child, um, I've had kids who were throwing such bad fits that, you know, I've said, parents, you're going to have to pick them up and hold them. And actually, I'm going to have you hold them firmly and tightly because that um, helps repair their nervous system and their sensory system, helps re um, reset it, get it back to a calm, A-OK place. But it's a physical thing. So just know that is absolutely allowable. You know, for this mom, I said, you're going to remove her hand and kind of explain why that you don't want your eye poked out, but you're not going to twist it and squeeze it and hurt her and make her cry. No, but physical things are okay in regard to holding your boundary and um, discipline um, in certain instances. And again, if you need to know what's okay and what's not, please reach out. I'm happy to help anytime. In today's society, in our culture of 100% tolerance, right, accepting anybody, anything, whatever goes for you at this particular moment, I'm okay with, no. Again, that isn't realistic, purposeful parenting with God's design. And so I can 100% guarantee you that if you have a 100% tolerance of whatever your child is doing at whatever point in time, I have a 100% guarantee that that child in five or 10 years, nobody is going to tolerate them on a team, in a class, in a school. I mean, I have worked with families who get kicked out of school. I have worked with kids who have no ability to, um, you know, learn a different way to be because every single thing that they have done or said or not wanted to do has been tolerated by their parents. And it's not helpful. It is not protective of the child. It's actually the opposite. It's detrimental to their healthy development into um, a responsible functioning adult. So we have to do it different. Okay, fourth thing, 
you are allowed support. You are allowed. It is permissible. It's absolutely the right thing as a parent for you to get support from somebody like me who's been in it and seen it, who is has a college degree in it, who understands that child development, ages, the stages, what that can actually look like in real life behavior. I work with parents and they're like, okay, I read that, but I just couldn't like get it from the concept into what this behavior actually shows up at in my child. And I understand that. So I have been seeing so many different kids again for over 20 years that I know lots of different ways that that age stage appropriate behavior can present itself. And so oftentimes I am giving just a quick, you know what, that's absolutely normal, healthy childhood development. I know it looks messy. I know it looks um, loud. I know it looks like behavior you do not want, but it's actually the behavior we do want. So I am here to support you. Um, Others are around to support. I recommend and encourage that you get support early, get it often, and that you get um, open to that help and support in different ways. Because it can mean everything, everything to the relationship you have with your child. And it can mean everything in just the flow and everyday enjoyment of your family. So I have um, a mom who a couple days ago, I have been working with this family for a couple months now. They have one child with very extreme behavior very extreme, undesirable behavior. But we put a couple things in place. And so this mom said to me this week, she goes, oh my gosh, I had no idea that this one thing that you helped us with could affect everything. So she said, just this one little thing that you've been recommending we do has impacted everything in our family. So it can be just one thing that has a huge impact in how all y'all operate. And I, I think we're supposed to be operating from fun and enjoyment and enthusiasm and engagement and laughter and all the good stuff. And so if you are experiencing the opposite, where it feels so difficult, such a struggle, so many challenges, Get that support, get that support because it can mean everything. The earlier you get it, the more you have these good habits, these good strategies, this good, um, good memories from when your kids are little to um, it just continues. And it's that compound interest of if you make connected, great, um, you know, interactions and relationships with your kids now, that will continue and grow over a lifetime. But you don't have to know how exactly to do that because that's what I've been trained in. And so you are a normal parent if there's some uncertainty and some question and 
you're like, I don't know. Is that right? Is that allowable? Is that okay? That is normal parenting. So don't beat yourself up about it. Just know, okay, I'm going for help. I'm going for support. And I have numerous ways to support you in either my monthly membership, or I do a um, three-month coaching one-on-one weekly session with families. And that's sometimes the fastest way to have a big impact in the best way is to do more, um, you know, kind of intensive, let's work together for three months every week and get all the issues that you're experiencing in your family handled and get on the path to, um, uh, you know, purposeful, good place. Okay. Last, absolute last thing is sometimes, oftentimes you were doing everything right, but it looks wrong or it feels wrong. And so I want you parents to, as we close out, to understand that when you are doing good things, when you are doing the right things, you will still have kids who might cry. You still might have a bedtime that lasts 15 minutes longer than you really want in regard to putting your four kids to bed. Like it is not perfect. And so know that and just be okay with that. Be aware of it and be able to say, okay, you know what? This did not look perfect. This did not come out exactly how I wanted, but I made progress and I know I made the right call. And so maybe it looks like you were patient with your child. You gave them several warnings. You um, held your boundary. And again, the child could be crying and not have the outcome that they want, but that's okay. That is sometimes how it looks. So what's right, what's allowed, what is well parenting can be disguised as crying and it can look wrong, but it is actually right. So I just want to encourage you, you parents do incredible stuff every single day. Keep going. And if you need support, I am here. You can find me uh, on Instagram at Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, K-Shoop, www.kellyshoop.com. Let me help you get support and get on a good path. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much 